In a world where backward countries are key to the space race and barbaric tournaments are held, one man will combine martial arts and gymnastics to create the only style that can defeat the karate waltz, the Jim Cotta. By the person who is unaware, do not hear the wood split, hear the only sound of axe cut in the air. Read the air itself. It has much to say to you. Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good, some are great, and many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Exceptionally Bad. Woohoo! The podcast. Uh, my name is Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. And I'm Danny. And again, this is exceptionally bad. So, uh, how has everybody been? It's been, uh, it's been a minute since we got together. That's right. Uh, anybody seen any exciting movies recently? TV shows? Yeah, I finally got to go see, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, the new one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's the title of it again? Afterlife. Thank you. Ghostbusters yeah. colon afterlife. Thank you. Don't forget was, the colon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did you does, think? Does, does that mean you didn't like it? <laughs> that colon? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I liked it a lot. It was uh, good. It You know, it was a really nice sequel to the original, the very first Ghostbusters. That's right. But it was also its own thing, too, without mm-hmm. spoiling anything. I wouldn't say it was necessarily... Uh, like Stranger Things, but it had a much younger cast. Yeah, and it did have its own vibe, mm-hmm. and it um, I wouldn't say it was like all laughs, like a comedy. I mean, no. it had its comedic moments, but it was a uh, thoughtful and uh, it delivered. Did Did everyone see it? I, Is anyone who hasn't seen it? Danny hasn't seen it. I Danny, haven't seen it yet. I know. Oh, come on, okay. Danny. We've been meaning to. But... He keeps going back and seeing Dune over and over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, see Ghostbusters will, now. Uh, that yeah. movie has the Ghostbusters best dad jokes, really, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters really was great. I, I had high hopes for it, but I was really nervous going into it because I love the original Ghostbusters so much and I was like there's no way this is going to be yeah. okay but as we were watching it I was like man I love that part oh I really like that you know and I was just going through and then by the time it gets to the end then I just had chills and I was like this is so awesome and it feels so much like Ghostbusters I love it and the little girl um Egon's granddaughter she's she was gold. amazing she was so Wasn't good she? yes she's, she's got a big career ahead of her yeah she was great I feel like the kid whose podcast. podcast stole the show. <laughs> he was pretty fantastic. He was great, too. They were stole... all really well cast. I yeah. think he stole every scene he was mm-hmm. in. It yeah. was just fantastic. One of the things I appreciated was that they didn't just try to recreate all of the original Ghostbusters. Like, they have their Egon, 
Mm-hmm. But there's a reason she's related to him, right? But then they didn't try to do a Venkman and a Spangler. Spangler, uh, right? Not exactly the way it I is. Feel, like I feel like uh, they had a very much a very similar to Winston Zedmore. Oh, right. Well, the with the, the one girl. The girl. Yeah. What's her name? I don't even remember. I think her name is Lucky. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> wait, you're only fifteen. I, I, I think that. Uh, I think that makes my point since you yeah. don't even remember her name. <laughs> no, no, I know who she is, and and I do remember thinking, oh yeah, they, yeah, she's, she's the, the Winston, she, right? She's the black girl who <laughs> right. doesn't have much character development that shows up as part of one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Do, does anyone remember watching the original Ghostbusters cartoon? Yeah, I, I, I watched it. it so, I, yeah. I, I can't remember too much other than I knew they took some liberties with the characters and Slimer yeah. was more of a, like an ally than yeah he was yeah. part of the team you know he was part of the team at that point but I'm I'm trying to remember if the vehicle at all did it do any of those things that it did in, in this movie oh I don't remember that was completely so. original I think yeah. It was, yeah and it just seemed like it was it worked yeah right? it like did. oh they because we never really got to see the car in motion that's right other than driving around so that's but... not like a trailer that's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer right oh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah so yeah. like that it has the gunner seat yes right yeah. right and that like, was so cool kind of it remote control yeah. ghost trap on yeah. the wheels the best part is how it totally surprises her like all of a sudden she's just like hanging out the side of the car <laughs> she's like what the crap yeah yeah I, I, well it's funny i talked to a guy at work about it and that was one of the things i actually liked about it because uh in the original movie like even the the proton packs and the Ecto One, they're just props, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Ecto One just takes them from place to place. Yep. And I felt like this was fun that the Ecto One was uses a tool. So you like, oh, they upgraded it as their business went along, right? And they needed to, mm-hmm. you know, which is you know obviously all off screen in the past. But I, I enjoyed that there that it was like they. What would happen if they, they had to chase some down they the street? Yeah, the Ecto One. I love just subtle things like the proton pack firing up for the first time. Like oh, yeah. that sound. Yes. I, There's so nothing great. like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes, I'm home. I appreciated how they didn't know like how to re- – like they weren't good at aiming it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and how they were just destroying the town with it. And uh, so it wasn't like, oh, we just know how to do this. It was like more realistic. I loved that. It was similar to like the original where they're tearing up the hotel. Right. You know, yes. knowing what yeah. the, the first they, time they're, they're of, using them. The yeah. first time they use it is on the job and <laughs> they're thrown into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good movie. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. I'm excited. So they, they did a good job. And of course, they set it up for possible future. Um, yeah. I know we were also talking about some some other things we've been watching. Some of us have been watching The Wheel of Time on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah, which I am uh, a person who has read the first two books, and <laughs> I only read the first two books because after reading the first book, I didn't feel like I wanted to keep reading. And somebody said, keep reading, it gets even better. And I read the second book, and at this end of the second book, I still felt like I didn't want to, like, I enjoyed them, but I, there was nothing, like, drawing me to keep going into it. But I'm really enjoying the show. I really like the show. I, so, I am someone who read, well, I read the first six. Uh-huh. I audiobooked the next. Right. 25? Eight. <laughs> I think there's 14 books in the series. Did you finish them? I did. Even though I did. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, I think there's one book that the, universally um, everybody says, you can skip this. Here's oh, yeah. here's the one paragraph that describes the right. entire plot. <laughs> and so I skipped that one. Otherwise, I I, I, I did all of them. What's, the, I, what's I, the guy's name who finished the series? Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson, yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I read them all or listened to some. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I've, I did them all. And 
Uh, I'm excited for the show. I haven't I haven't watched it yeah. yet. But, uh, just when you mentioned you read the first two, uh-huh. I would say the first three are pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and then it really gets bogged down in a lot of subplots. And it, like Branta, yeah. there's it's a whole a book that you can kind of skip. Yeah. And then when Sanderson, so. Sorry, this is the nerd cast now. Yeah. So Robert Jordan just had all of these different plots. Yes. Threads that he just kept putting, 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 putting. And then, you know, he died. And then he died before yeah. finishing the and story. And so Sanderson yeah. tries to stay true to the story because I think the the story was outlined. Uh-huh. He had a huge compendium that basically said, this is how it is. This ends. is how right. it is. Yeah. So he tries to shoot. I think he even went a book longer than he planned to. Right. But some stuff at the end still feels rushed. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but... So, and it's definitely a different tone, and you you know, so you have to take that with that grain of salt. It's like it's a different author; it's not his vision. He's just, right. He's just yeah. stepping in to help finish up. And yeah, um, but the first the first few, if you like epic fantasy, uh-huh. they're just which I normally do, which is why I don't know why those books should do, do the audiobooks. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, I, I think that what uh, he did and might uh, turn some people off. Uh-huh. Is he just took like he wrote in the early nineties? Started in the early nineties, so he uh-huh. took like early nineties kind of current uh, gender roles and gender politics, mm-hmm. and he put it in this medieval world. He kind of flipped, right. it. He kind of he kind of flipped it that like it was more of a matriarchal society, and um, yes, and so it comes across as quite sexist in yeah. a lot of ways, and I think that that turns off probably a lot of readers. I see. Do you know I? This is kind of. Uh, well, it's a different topic, but I, I've been reading a book lately. Um, I think it's by R.J. Barker. It's called The Bone Ships. Uh, I don't know if any of you have read those. It's There's at least a trilogy, um, but it's a fantasy a set of fantasy novels. And in that, it's the gender roles are completely reversed. It's like a matriarchal society and not a patriarchal society. So um, it's funny how... Uh, I'm reading it, and all of the genders are swapped as far as, uh, like, conventions. Um, For example, captains are called shipwives, whether they're a male or a female. They're called the shipwife. The ships themselves, we, you know, we talk about ships, and we say she's a great ship or whatever. They say he's a great ship, which... Is so it's so funny how jarring that is as I'm reading it and I'm like what the heck and I'm like oh and I have to kind of recalibrate. Uh, one time somebody said oh yeah this thing is three women tall and my mind immediately went to oh is it shorter than three men tall is that why they said that and then I'm like oh wait no that's just how they <laughs> it, it means the exact same thing as three men tall they're just using women anyway hmm. that's what it reminded me of when you were talking about the right and it's a I think it's a hotly debated thing yeah so like guys can save your emails like i don't think we have a stance on that we are taking no stance <laughs> um, equality for everyone that's our stance right but so anyone who has really strong feelings i mean you, you definitely can write to us but we may not respond because yeah. i don't know that any of us feels that passionately about <laughs> that's right. the gender roles in that book i will debate you <laughs> i think at this point we can just accept any emails that come in that's <laughs> Again, thanks, Mike, for sending us an email. We love you. So, well, I've been watching uh, the Netflix live ad- live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, and I don't know if any of you guys have seen the anime. I know Ben hasn't. Yeah, nope. Anti anime here. Yeah. 
<laughs> but my kids love anime, and I fully support that. It, it's definitely not an anime for kids. Yeah. And it's definitely not a show for kids. <laughs> and uh, it, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Is it about rock and roll cowboys? Like riding on horses and <laughs> uh, no, be bopping along. Yeah. It's uh, it's about it's sometime in the future, some disaster has destroyed the earth, but people have been able to plan it to, to travel and terraform other planets in the solar system, and they have these gates they go through to be able okay. to travel quickly between them. And it's about a group of bounty hunters, which are called cowboys. cowboys. Okay, and uh, and the guy who wrote the anime really likes jazz okay so uh yeah so there's a that so every episode is called a um oh, shoot like a tr- not a track but like a a different riff mm, no uh, people, never mind never mind forget i said anything it's a <laughs> session they're called a session like, okay like a yeah there session. you go jazz yeah. yeah and so session i yeah. get it yeah. so it yeah it's definitely not one for your kids mm-hmm. um uh but i've been enjoying that that's so cool. Jazz and Space Cowboys. That's a yeah. pretty strange mashup. Yeah, but it works. It's it's, it's almost like a kind of like a film noir. Yeah. Um, I think his name is John Cho. He plays, oh, the, the main guy. Yeah. Yeah, he plays uh-huh. Sulu on the new Star Wars. That's right. Movies. Yep. Um, he's he plays Spike Spiegel, who's one of the main characters, and I think he does a great job. I can't remember the actor's name who plays mm-hmm. Jet Black, who is. A, black character yeah <laughs> the japanese i guess are not always that subtle right <laughs> so, um but yeah it's a it's a fun one that's cool um i mean it's not as cool as like some of these sweet martial arts films from the 80s <laughs> yeah like the film we watched tonight which is a masterpiece. It was great. <laughs> a masterclass in both filmmaking and martial arts. What was it called? The movie's called Jim Kata. So for our listeners, go back to the early 80s. Mary Lou Retton is on every cereal box. That's right. She's well, huge. The Wheaties box. The Wheaties. And you know, special guest appearances on like different strokes. and just every. She's huge, right? Everything, so like right, yeah. gymnastics in the Olympics are enormous. Right about that. Well, then. she's not physically huge, no. but she's she's tiny. We Margin say, we, stature. Yes. We did say gymnastics. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so you got to put yourself back in mid-80s. Uh, we just had the 1984. This movie Four. came out in 85, yeah. so the 1984 Olympics would have still... You know when, you, when the Olympics come around and mm-hmm. there's these Olympic sports that you're, like, really excited about at the time... And they kind of lose the popularity until the Olympics comes around again. Right, yeah. Uh, for, for Joe Public. And I'd say that gymnastics probably fits that bill a little bit. Mm-hmm. And curling. No, curling's good <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, the Salt Lake Games bringing that back was just miraculous. <laughs> so so um, we have a guy, John, uh, Kurt Thomas, who was an Olympic gymnast. They decided to cast him in the role. They're like, "Hey, we had we found this short story." I'm kind of riffing this now. I don't yeah. know if this is actually what happened, but like, "Hey, we found this short story <laughs> called the the terrible game about this country that <laughs> that foreigners come in. They have to do this ridiculous game, game. 
um, contest. Contest, uh, life or death mortal contest. Contest, yeah. yeah. Mortal combat, if yeah. you will. And uh <laughs> and uh and then if they win then then they survive and they get uh well when I looked on they Wikipedia they called it a wish, but okay. it was like a request is right. more realistic. Yeah. Um and, you know, I wonder how much of that story like how many of the details like I'm sure it wasn't gymnastics martial arts. Right, and do you think that the wish was the same wish that they wanted in this movie? No, absolutely not. Cause okay, because that story was written like in the fifties. Oh, okay, yeah, definitely <laughs> so... not then. <laughs> so they wanted no nuclear war, right? <laughs> they wanted them to, to play Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> like, um, so, uh, so the bare bones, the, just the basic plot. This movie was very hard for me to follow because the sound quality was really bad. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we were heckling it, but but I also couldn't hear it because right. the sound quality on the rental was just terrible. And, and it was one of those things where the music was fine, the sound effects were fine. It was just the... Just the dialogue. The dialogue was so quiet. Very spotty. Yeah. So, from what I could gather as we watched it, <laughs> uh, he's... Uh, Kurt Thomas, his character's name is Jonathan Cabot. He's approached by the SIA... The secret intelligence agency, not the CIA. Because it's copyrighted, right? <laughs> no, movies can't use CIA. <laughs> and they went to, they want him to go and compete in the contest in Parmistan. We kept saying Parmesan. Parmesan yeah. Well, for the first like 20 minutes of the movie, it sounds like everybody's saying Parmesan. Parmesan yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody says it the Parmistan, same. No two people say it the same way. Yeah. Parmistan. Yeah. Parmistan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Parmistan. Yeah. Parmistan. And uh... they all said it with a straight face, though. Yeah, yeah. right. That's true. And no teeth. It's an invented country. <laughs> Maybe one eye. No, no teeth. That's true. <laughs> and uh, so they they want him to to compete and win this contest, which has not been. Won by a foreigner, and it was at 900 or 9,000 years. I thought they said 9,000 years. It was either 900 or 9,000. Yeah. Doesn't either really way, matter. it's a long it's, time. It's a ridiculously long time. <laughs> it basically never. And I'm going to go with 900 because I think that's, that's where they turned off technology in that okay. country as well. <laughs> that's <And> right. <laughs> uh, so they want him to go and win this contest. So his request is that the, the U.S. could put one of their... Um, Star, Wars Star Wars satellites, satellites space in stations. early detection yeah. satellites in, 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 in orbit in above orbit, them in orbit above it <laughs> <laughs> which not to spoil the end of the movie <laughs> the payoff at the end is a frozen frame with text overlaid <laughs> it's the most anticlimactic ending ever <laughs> so, oh man <laughs> so he well, the movie starts out with him just doing gymnastics in slow motion, on in a dark place in, in, with, a with a spotlight. It's like yeah. in a circus. Like is he in the circus? Like. I was yeah. like, maybe this is the origin story for Robin. But like, <laughs> um, that's, that's what it looked like. But um, then he goes home, and yep. the the SIA guy is there, and is and and he's like. Telling him what they're gonna do. He's like, I love how he explains himself. He's like, Do you have any questions? He's like, None. <laughs> and then the guy proceeds to tell him a bunch of stuff. My favorite part of that was he's this dead serious guy from the SIA. This is a, our country really needs you. And he says, 
he like nods his head and he knocks on the window and then gets this big smile on his face and waves at these guys out the, outside and they wave back at him and he's like this big smile like hey guys and then he goes back to dead serious it was a an asian man and, and the black a, guy, and the black yeah. guy that were going to train him in martial arts yeah. which were credited as western trainer and eastern trainer Is that what they were? yes <laughs> <laughs> he has some amazing training montages that we can get into when we want to deep yeah. dive. Um, so he, he trains, then he meets the princess of, of Parmesan, Parmesan, yeah, Parmesan, Parmesan. Um, who is a Filipino woman, um, and and the and the SIA guy is kind of like an exposition machine. Yeah, he's like she has a really interesting background. Her mother was from Indonesia, which is supposed to just explain why she doesn't why look she like looks... she's Eastern European. Yeah. And <laughs> she's she's played by uh, Techi Agbayani, um, who has apparently been in other things, but I don't recognize her from anything. Yeah, I mean, she was in she's in a lot of Filipino. When I was oh, looking yeah, it up, she's a lot of Filipino TV shows and movies. Um, she just stands there and looks pretty and smiles. And she doesn't she, have a lot of lines. She yeah. was in Beautiful. the money she's, pit. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's short enough. Yeah. And her, she, her she, stunt work was good. She yeah. doesn't speak for at least the first 16 minutes in the movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But she's part of, I mean, there's a whole romance that happens in those 16 <laughs> minutes. It happens off screen. <laughs> I mean, we they hook it. up before her first line. Yes. And <laughs> well, you guys remember when you were dating and how just romantic it is that constantly she'd be pulling a knife on you? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is that not only that, she's it's it's weird that she's not talking because people things will be going on or whatever, and her facial expressions are it's like she's pantomiming without actually saying anything. And and yeah. so we were joking for those sixteen minutes. Maybe she doesn't speak English because yeah. that's all she was doing is like smiling and shrugging her shoulders and stuff. It was weird. It anyway. was. It was. There were some pauses and quiet moments. You're like. Is this the moment? <laughs> is she going to talk? We want to hear her speak. And she's just kind of staring at him. You know, the lead guy, uh, uh, Kurt Thomas, and she's but pulls out several different knives. All yes. the time. Well, yeah. the first thing she does is she ties him up yeah. out of the nowhere the and then yeah. pushes him against a beam. And and the guy's like, don't trust anyone. Like, he's like, that's he's what just, she's telling he's you. He's just introducing her to the princess for the first time. And she oh, ties him up and... She puts the rope around his neck. Yes. And then, like, whips it around, like, down between his legs and slams him against him. She, like, hog ties him. So, yeah. not, not to jump way too far ahead. I don't understand. If they're in so good with the princess right why, why do they, they just do use this? that for diplomatic like right. relations instead of saying you know what let's go find a gymnast <laughs> and, and have him enter this barbaric our death game hope. that's the thing too is that guy who sends him on the mission like shows up and rescues 10 him. minutes later and rescues him with his rifle and shoots down all the people that are trying to kill him it's like why, Why did you, you even this? send them in in a separate <laughs> boat? And I just, <laughs> yeah. it didn't quite make sense. Yeah, sometimes so, you just scratch your head in this movie. Right, well, so just real quick, because there's a lot of fun yeah, things yeah, we can we talk about. But, so <laughs> he's trained. He and the princess go to Carabel. Yeah, uh, which is I guess on the on the Adriatic. No, the Caspian Sea. Caspian, Caspian Sea. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I was. 
50-50 shot. Well, the thing is that it was filmed in the Adriatic Sea, or on the Adriatic Sea. The buildings look like it's, you know, Constantinople or Turkey or whatever. They go there, and they're, they're, again, since I couldn't hear it very well, their SIA contact, his cover is that he runs a salt mine. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just a big, which is a room with just a big pile of sand in it. Yeah. Yeah. And And two guys just, like, raking the pile of sand. (laughs) And they're like... Sporting the sand, and then uh, so then they go into There's... the town for some reason. The girl gets kidnapped like almost immediately by a terrorist by camp. A terrorist camp, and then he. But they go into the town for some reason. She gets kidnapped. Yeah, I think they were just like literally They're like being touristy stuff. Yeah, yeah, which was kind of a dumb move. Yeah, and a guy gets <laughs> shot right away, and right. he's like, "Why'd they sense. do that?" They said anti-American oh, man. sentiment. Let's back sentiment. up a second. <laughs> Wait a second. Just skipped over. Okay. So they're no, just let's recap this again. How this okay, happens. let's go back. How, how this plays out. Oh right. So they're just walking along and then he turns the guy turns to this I don't know, this guy that just shows up and he starts to talk or whatever, right? And out of nowhere the guy gets shot with an arrow, like right in the chest. Well, so, no, in first, the chest. so hold on. So, so, first, so, the guy throws a drink on yeah. him. Yeah, he's like, "Are you American?" And he's like, "Yeah." And the guy throws a drink on him, and the one guy's like telling him, "He's like, don't worry about it. It's there's a lot of anti-American sentiment going on right now." And then <laughs> he gets shot right in the gut with an arrow. I was, uh, my eyes just got really wide. This so I was that just guy. Like, Whoa, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, he just. The, the lead guy, the gymnast, Kurt Thomas, he just runs down the street <laughs> after these guys and looking for his, what is his, uh, parallel, what is the his high bar? bar? His high, high bar. bar. And there's a high bar up in the, the in the alley. In this little alleyway. narrow alley. Yeah. The alley is probably like a yard wide, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. So it reminded me of some of the alleys in Raiders of the Lost Ark when mm-hmm. they've got their, that first, uh, right before Marion is, you know, killed in the truck. Right. In quotes. Uh, those some of those alleyways, very similar to that. And he jumps up on a high bar and he just starts spinning round and round, <laughs> like what's happening? Guess he's getting wound up for the next action sequence. And then all of a sudden, like three or four different guys come by, and then someone on a bike comes by, and of course, he's you, you can only be one. within the periphery of the circumference of his, you know, s- s- spinning wheel of death, spinning. To get hit, but of course they all managed to get hit one after the other. One, not, yeah, even but the, though, but the guy on the bike was just a bystander, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think he was just an Uber or something. Right? Yeah, Uber eats or something. So, okay, so she gets so since he runs off that to fight so the bad great. guys with his gymnastics, she gets kidnapped. Yep, uh, and then then I think um, salt mine guy double crosses him. Yeah. Well, he tells him don't. He's like, just forget oh, yeah, about her. Right. Just, just go alone. He's like. Then he says something like, be ready for two of us. He goes to the uh, terrorist camp and rather easily extracts her from the building. And then we have like a what felt like an hour-long gun chase, yeah. gun, gun chase yeah. scene through the city. Um, and he makes it back. And then Salt Mine Guy betrays him. And that's where this SIA guy comes in and <laughs> saves them. Yeah, right the last second. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, He's just been... Hiding back there. Yeah, that's yeah, why he was like, like the hiding. Then they make out with his nowhere. machine gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they so, love the AKs in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they go to. Then they make it to Parmistan. For some reason, they have to take a like a 
rubber raft yeah. <laughs> down the river to get to Parmistan. So uh, this they is take a taxi, I guess. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> I don't know. You just have to remember, like, this is the princess of this country. Right. <laughs> it's just a, a whitewater sneak in. She's got yeah. connections. She's sneaking in the back door. Right. It's not like she was, you know, the princess in Aladdin, and, and she snuck out of the castle and has to sneak back in. Yeah. She's She's got she, – Yeah, she's not her. snuck out. I mean, this is a diplomatic – well, and he even whatever. asked her, he's like, are those your people? She's like, yeah, those are my people. Yeah. And then the guy comes up, like, to sink the raft. Like, yeah, he's, he's about he's to stab, stab the raft. And then, what's his name? Kurt? Whatever? Jonathan. 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 Beats the crap out. I was like, no, it's fine. Go ahead and stab my raft. Like, if that's what you got to do, that's fine. Right. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to fight the 12 <laughs> other guys, too. <laughs> and then proceeds to back himself into a corner. That's right. Gets completely surrounded by everybody. Right. And, and then Jim caught as a crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. He takes out all of them. He just keeps doing backflip after backflip. Until, except for there's one at the end that he doesn't get. Yeah. yeah. After he's taken out everybody else. Who was standing around holding the horses that whole fight. Right. Yeah. And he hits him over the head, right? He hits right? him over yeah. the head. And this is my favorite part of the movie right here. This next scene. <laughs> when he, wakes he wakes up in a bed and someone's yeah. patting his head, like his forehead with a cloth. <laughs> It's like that scene from from Back to the Future. Yes. yes. <laughs> Only the lights were on. And, unfortunately. Because <laughs> who's there with him in the bed? So if you've ever seen, it's like the female version of of Igor from Oh gosh, from Young yes. Frankenstein. Yep. Uh, they that, totally did the eye black makeup. Yeah. That's being kind. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very scary. Very bug eyes. She has like yeah. no teeth or black teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. remember the Princess Bride mm-hmm. and there's that like uh, in the pit witch, of despair. The, there's the wit no, there's the witch oh. that says she calls out the princess and Oh yeah, you know, I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. Filth. No. Oh no, not, oh you're talking about the, the, the princess filth. in her yeah. dream. Yes, the, the someone like that. Like yeah. the makeup is so over the Boo. top. Yeah. Boo. Yes. Boo. Boo. And, yeah, that one. Then he meets Zamir, who is played by Richard Norton. Yeah. Um who doesn't he from have an allergy? I think he's got right? an allergy to shirts, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We did. We did mention that he comes from a neighboring country of Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he's wearing a vest he's... throughout the time throughout the yeah. movie, but it's like Show. not. A, it's not he's a always... buttoned vest or anyway. It's... it's just like a fur vest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, a fur sheepskin. Vest. Yeah. It's unlike. So this is the thing. It's. <laughs> It's unlike any other costume in the movie. <laughs> I really had an issue with the costume. I did too. I re- so really bothered inconsistent. Me that you know, if he was going to wear something like that, well, why didn't other people have some kind of fur? Furs. Or no one was wearing furs. Or, only him. Or not hey, hold have on. shirts. Hold on. King Patrick Stewart was wearing like a fur hat. <laughs> fur. He fur did have a thing. fur hat. But, yeah. It was probably Zamir's so hat. Much, the, the costuming in this movie was, was all yeah. over the place. <laughs> I don't think there was any costuming in this movie. Well, oh, yeah. Samir was also the only Parmesan guy who spoke like an Australian. That's right. Yes. <laughs> oh, so he was an outback Parmesan. And he was about two feet taller than everybody. That's right. <laughs> He'd been at Bush for a while. Yeah. Okay. It's a really long walkabout. <laughs> well, okay. So you just offended all of our Australian listeners. I did that long ago. (laughs) (laughs) So you meet Zamir. Zamir is turns out to be 
the villain. The villain. You know from the very first oh, seconds yeah. of the movie, he's the bad guy. There's no secret. Right, because well, we see him kill Jonathan's dad yeah. in the well, first... he shoots him with an arrow. Well, yeah, and uh, then he drops into... Spoiler. Whatever. A ravine. I don't think... I didn't the realize that thing. that was his father, but that was his father. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I didn't realize... Okay. Yeah, and then he asks about... Anyway, there's a dinner... And of course, we find out at the dinner that this villain guy is set up to be. He's, he's engaged yeah. to who is he going to get married to? The king, princess. Oh, the, the princess. The king announces, and so um, and she is not Rubali. Rubali. How do we get away from the costumes? I still wanted to talk about that. <laughs> he's, he is too tall and bare chested. We can her. come back to the costumes. Okay. Oh, we, we could We're trying to get through the plot. We, we could talk a lot about the back. costumes. All so right. he's betrothed to the princess. And then they then they proceed to discuss this the game, and what the, and they release three prisoners that if they can make it through the course it's like be a free dry run through yeah. of the game mm-hmm. like a preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler: alert, they don't make it. Yeah. And <laughs> so the game consists of people running for their li- for their lives while other people hunt them down. And try to kill them. Ninja looking with ninja characters. Ninjas yeah. on horseback. Yeah. With some with the arrow, bow and arrows. Some right. with like Vlad the Imperial Baylor era helmets. Yeah. Or, um, to me, it kind of, it was like high stakes Spartan race. You know, mm-hmm. like those tough mutters and Spartan oh, yeah. races. Because there's lots were, of. You're climbing up walls. You're climbing going across ropes. ropes and, and, yeah. yeah. It's rope like course. Ninja But then warrior. people are trying to yeah, shoot you with arrows. Or burn your ropes. Well, and or, the, yeah. You know. The rules of the game were very inconsistent as well, right? <laughs> like sometimes you're allowed to shoot them with an arrow and other times you're not. Well, mm-hmm. so I think that you were not allowed to. So the. the I don't know. It seemed right. like it's they super were super inconsistent. If they were on the ropes or whatever, you couldn't shoot them. You had to let them get up the ropes before you. But then, shoot like them. three people get shot with arrows, right. and that is totally fine. Yeah, yeah. It, it's absolutely yeah. inconsistent. Well, yeah. so it turns out, um, oh, so they those guys don't make it. There's another dinner that night, and it's everyone's final. It's like their final, final meal before the yeah. contest. And I was just thinking, begin. like, how could you eat after watching three men get murdered, basically, and then. The, the the game is the next day, and now there's suddenly all these foreigners who were there. Yeah, and people from like all Mortal different Kombat. countries. Yeah, yeah it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was this was the tournament before the one in the Mortal Kombat. Right. This, yeah, this, that's right. This, this is the qualifier. This is, this is the ninth one. <laughs> ninth one. The ninth one. Yeah. The Earth Realm loses. And so, <laughs> so I, I didn't realize Will Ferrell was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Will Ferrell and Mickey Rourke had a love child. That's right. And just like Patrick Stewart and Mel Brooks had a love child, that was the king. But, uh, uh, we'll clarify a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So the the game goes, and it turns out Zamir is cheating. In the game. Yeah, because he wants to take over. Because he's really the head of, like, the fifth column that's trying to take over the country. Right. It's a coup. He's he's kind mm-hmm. of like um, Jafar. He's trying yeah, to take over. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and the king a, trusts him, but everyone else anything, knows he's like, evil. And, yeah. and so right. the, the the tournament, the, the game ensues. Someone gets shot at the ropes. They light the rope on fire. Uh, they're cheating like they're, crazy. They're cheating yeah. like crazy. And then... They keep he keeps escaping, and then he gets to the town of the crazies, which is maybe my favorite part of any movie ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, we could talk more about that. We'll talk um, about it's yeah. like the movie became a zombie movie. It was yeah. so great. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so 
Then he, he, he gets makes, rescued. He, he gets rescued by what tr- turns out to be his dad. <gasps> who survived. Who survived. What? For one scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then he gets <laughs> shot again. He's killed. <laughs> Quick. Then he gets shot again. Then... Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, then Jonathan Cabot takes kills or beats up a ninja and steals his horse mm-hmm. and now the race is on i guess to try and get back to the city um, and if they do they win and if he does he wins and then zamir shows up. up and then they instead of continuing to race on horses they decide to have a Stop gym a fight um <laughs> where samir has his sword but for some reason he just throws a sword at, yeah. at jonathan anyway jonathan prevails um the king discovers that like all the soldiers are 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 loyal to Zamir. His daughter has been right all along that Zamir is evil. Is evil and and so the townspeople throw overthrow the the people, bad guys. The evil soldiers. He comes in. Uh, they uh, Jonathan comes in with his dad on horseback and it wins the wins the game. Yeah. And then it ends with the freeze frame <laughs> that talks about the U.S. put their space their Star Wars satellite over. <laughs> it made it like. Uh... A movie that was like a documentary kind of movie. You felt like, anyway. Based on true events. Ex- yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's the plot. <laughs> For uh, what it is. <laughs> Bracken, you wanted to talk about the costume. Let's, yes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The, like To start off with the villains, the best. The villain's vest uh, is just different, right? Yeah. And then when you were talking about all those foreigners that show up on that second dinner, they're all wearing like these different colored eighties jumpsuits. Like, jumpsuits, but they're like monocolor and monochrome. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell that the lead uh, guy, Kurt Thomas, is he's so he's kind of shorter, right? He's yeah. a gymnast. He's kind we of. looked up his height. He's five foot five. 163 centimeters for our yeah our listeners in other countries let's hear it up for those short kings uh, y'all yeah 1.95 meters high and um he, you, you can kind of tell <laughs> that his 1. clothes 5, were 1.6 were probably his own clothes because they fit him so well and just it's a lower budget movie right so everyone it just looked like everyone showed up with their own clothes mm-hmm. except for maybe uh I, I don't know what his name was. Thor. Uh, oh, it was Thor. Thorg. 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 Oh, Thorg. It wasn't Thor. It was no, Thorg. Thorg. Yeah. So Thorg. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about Thorg. Thorg. His costume was a little of... bit different because it looked like he was a boxer. He was bigger, but he was actually like padded. Yeah. And um, he. So I mentioned the Will Ferrell thing because it was really funny. He had the same kind of. Face. Thin go, uh, goatee that that Will Ferrell has done in certain characters. Yeah, um, and it's just hilarious. Um, but it was obviously not Will Ferrell. <laughs> but there was just a but kind of. It's a very easy to see it as Will yeah. Ferrell in costume, like yeah. in a oh yeah in a strong suit. It's just stuffed with sh- with blankets or something under his so shirt you know those, to make him you look. Know, have you have you guys seen the movie Eurovision? Yeah. So uh-huh. you know when he's yeah. like super dressed up as and they're singing and they're yes, Viking? Right. It's like if you take yeah. him that and yeah. throw him in a wrestler suit. Yep. I was thinking of him when he uh, parodies, Will Ferrell parodied uh, the actor's studio. The I can't remember the guy mm-hmm. uh, that 
did the Lipton. Was it Lipton? The guy who the host the of the host show. The host of it, yeah. And he had the, the goatee. The full goatee, yeah. That was so thin <laughs> that oh, yeah. it was just very similar to that. Uh, that thin goatee uh, hairline around his mouth. and Yeah. It's just really funny. So anyway, uh, Thorg, uh, I mean, you, you could see that certain people had padding uh, because mm-hmm. they're, they're going to get shot with an arrow <laughs> at some point. Uh, it's just, I don't know. What did you guys so think of the, I, the costuming? I, I mean, I read an interview with um, the main guy, with uh, Kurt Thomas, and somebody asked him about, so uh, in the, whatever, that place where the terrorists were, um, the gunfight happened. He's wearing a red sweater. And someone asked him about that because they mentioned the anti-American sentiment. And he's wearing a red sweater with blue and white stripes on it. And they're like, oh, was that planned? And he's like, no. He says, they always just asked me to come in whatever I was wearing. They're like, that's just fine. He says, I picked that up in Italy or something. And they're like, that's great. Just wear that. Someone and so I'm sure that was... they did that pretty consistently for for like all of the people who were running. Unless they said, look, people are going to get confused. We all look, We all look the same. <laughs> so you wear all yellow. Yeah. You wear all blue. You wear all red. I don't have red pants. Okay, wear black pants, but wear a red shirt. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. I think Nate said something like it was a BYOC movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Bring your own costumes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want you to talk about his white jacket. <laughs> At one point, he uh, he walks in. Oh, this is when they're... This is early on in the movie. Early on. Is it when they are when they first get to the salt mines? Is that he's got a button-up shirt with his red sweater over the top. Red with sweater, his white, and then he's got this only big, jacket. It's big, puffy white jacket, and he looks just like George Michael from Wham, uh, just walking in. You know, <laughs> and I was it's like, like oh, that's when they're on the, the boat. Yeah, it's the Wham yeah. jacket. Yeah. yeah, get off the boat. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's so great. <laughs> it was so great. You can't see anything like that in any no. other movie. So, uh, the one thing that I want to bring up, and this. It's not really costumes, but it's just this odd thing is all throughout the game, there's these guys who are like referees or something. <laughs> they're like, and they're like, they're like uh, field marshals or yeah, something. Yeah, they're like ninjas and they all have a flag. It's a black flag with a circle on it or something. But they're always just standing there with their arm out with the flag. <laughs> but then there's sometimes they don't because they're like, sometimes they look like they're just bored because their arms just kind of drop down That's to their right. sides like... And- well, I'm They've done. got these black hoods over their heads. So yeah, you can't like, see their face. They look like they're Klansmen almost, That's but with right. black hoods with yeah, their eyes cut out. So unlike you know? ninjas that have like a whole strip where their eyes right. are, these yeah. are like black hoods with circles it cut was, out. Yeah. It was yeah. very... It was I mean, weird. It was, they were consistently costumed the same. Yeah. yeah. That was the one instance where they well, was... They, they found a bunch of black pillowcases and just cut there, holes in but, them. What if it's the same oh. guy? That's So that's what I was... I actually looked up in IMDb to see... Is there somebody who's flag guy? Who's flag guy? <laughs> There's only 15 credits on there, so I don't know. It was probably some yokel, yokel, local <laughs> Yugoslavian. That's what they call him there. You've just offended all of our Yugoslavian listeners. Uh, yeah, it. anyone who lives in Yugoslavia right now, I apologize. Yeah. Wait a second. There's no one. <laughs> That's not a country anymore. So I think I think they were there to just tell them which way to go. Yeah. Like if you made they it were this just, far, you're yeah, supposed to go this course. way. But he was complaining, they're cheating. Do mm. something. Kill them. They're cheating. And the guy just 
stood there stone faced with his <laughs> his flag. And then he's like, "Don't waste your breath." Well, they're like the enforcers for Squid Game, right? Yes. Right. They don't do anything. They just passively sit yeah. and enforce the rules. That's true. Anyway, so yeah. let's talk about some of the combat here. Okay. Um, I've seen some amazing combat in my life. Mm-hmm. This I didn't even register on that scale. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Was it like what are you talking so about? bad or it was Listen, like better? There are a lot of people on this movie who worked on Enter the Dragon, which is an amazing kung fu movie. A lot of Fair. people, a lot of people were in a lot of kung fu movies. Yeah, there was a lot of kicking. Yes. There was a lot of. Let me put it this way: I feel like a lot of it was <laughs> the stunt guys were trying to find ways to fall over because, yes. like, Kurt would do a front flip. And like, kind of like, he would just gently bump into yeah, their shoulder yeah. or something, and then they go flying against the walls, right? Yeah. Or he he'd do what was like that the other one movie? Guy that did, forgot to fill up. He just did like, a cartwheel. He did a cartwheel, and, and two guys like, like flying into fly the wall. off, and one guy like bumps into the wall, and then like didn't fall down completely, and then he's like, oh crap, Stumbled what do I do? Around. And he's like, really awkwardly trying to slide down the wall. Okay, so well, I'm kind of confused because I felt like this was the best Jim Cotta fighting I've ever seen. It, okay, you know what? You're absolutely right. You do this is it. absolutely <laughs> the best gymnastics karate fusion movie I've ever seen. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that said, though, oh, that said, man, so... I was expecting way more Jim Cotta in, in my yes, Jim Cotta movie. There was a lot of like zombie esque yeah. and like scary stuff yeah. and like Indiana Jones running from yeah the indigenous people kind right. of you know montage stuff and then there was like punctuated by yeah. you know a pommel horse fight or and I kind a of feel like there was somebody who who like figured out how to do uh people getting shot by arrows and so mm-hmm. they're like hey we got to do that as That's often true. as we can yeah so here's the crazy thing so we mentioned Enter the Dragon. Uh-huh. So this movie was directed by Robert Klaus. Okay. You will know him as the director of Enter the Dragon. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. The producer, Fred Weintraub, was also the producer on Enter the Dragon. Um, they were missing the input of Bruce Lee. Yeah, mm-hmm. clearly. <laughs> uh, Gomez in the movie, mm-hmm. character Gomez, he he's the one that I was talking about during the show that was... A, he's a, uh, Most of his credits are as a stunt coordinator. Yeah. Um. And then he was like oh, he... a lot of guest appearances on TV shows right. in the 80s. But, so they had some um, kind of legit Pedigree. kung fu, kung fu movie, movie people. chops. Yeah. And so for the for the Jim Cotta to be as kind of so bad choppy as it was, it's... In that interview that I read, um, they asked about... So there's this one scene early on where um, the princess still has not actually spoken on camera... And he's trying to talk to her, and he says something to her, and she doesn't answer. So he does this backflip. With like and, a half twist. Yeah, a backflip with a twist. Slaps his yeah. legs. Yeah, does his, his landing. Um, and then, like, says her words as if he's talking to her. And then he flips back around and asks her another question, then flips back around like he's talking to her. Good morning, princess. Good morning, Jonathan. You're looking handsome as always. Did you sleep well? Like a log. Uh, and they asked him about that thing. And he said, oh, f- 
for a lot of the film, they just ask me, like, what are some cool things that you can do? And he just <laughs> would show them, and they just figured out ways to put it into the movie. <laughs> so that's, I think that's what Jim Cotta is. So I was ah. super disappointed that during the montage scene where he is repeatedly falling while trying to walk on his handstand up the stairs... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that had no impact at all in the movie. Like, there should have it been some so... point where he was like, D- you know that, that disco move? And he was trying to walk around. Right, and right. yes, yes. He or, never yeah. uses that. I'm so disappointed. Uh, uh, yeah, Brant, Brant and I were saying that we had seen the trailer, right? Yeah. And yeah. we saw all these different vignettes where he's using his gymnastics to yeah. fight people. And we just thought that the whole movie would, would be, be like more that. of that. Or, yeah. yeah, and it would just, there was a complete plot. Yep. And it wasn't used as often as nope. we thought, right? Yeah. It's amazing that we're saying that there's not much Jim Cotta in this because you have at least two really long sequences, like action sequences. Yep. Um, like when he rescues the girl from the terrorists. From the terrorists and yep. then it's a big shootout. And that chase was kind of fun, really funny. But yeah. It, yeah. It, had, it had some good moments too. Right. But it was... It was mostly like furtive glancing at intersections and then running, running down an alley. There wasn't away really much just combat as the bullets there. start yeah. shooting. Yeah, well, yeah, I shooting. figured out. I was like, man, I should tell these guys like shoot before they run past where you're aiming. <laughs> right. <Yeah. But> like, <laughs> um, so there's a that was a big. I mean, that was a long sequence. That was too. very long. Um, and then of course the city, the town of the, the town village of, of the crazies. town of crazies. Yeah. Let's talk about the crazies. This yeah. was incredible well, so let's great... so let's talk about the background before we okay. talk about so we can kind of set the stage of the caliber of people that we're dealing with here right uh, okay <laughs> so who 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 was reading about this I did, yeah. so it was there basically was a real place yeah so uh well first of all in the story what this place is is they say that they send all of their criminals and insane people to this one town it's a it's a city, like an eastern village with a wall around it and stuff. Anyway. It's like they Australia, all get... but for Parmesan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they send all these people there to just <laughs> do whatever, and they call it now the Village of Crazies. Countries. Well, when they filmed it, and they filmed this in Yugoslavia, they just went to a local insane asylum and brought out a bunch of people literally from the insane asylum for the day and paid them with beer. Um. And they got to be the crazy people in the town. So crazy. They did a great job. They did a fantastic they did. job. So this is the second movie that yeah. we've watched where mm-hmm. you can just walk into a loony bin right. and like check out crazy people for a movie. Like right. I feel like we need to have a Kickstarter or something like that <laughs> and just say like we need we need six dozen beers and let's see how many people we can spring out of a crazy bin saying we're doing a movie. Like <laughs> When we just make exceptionally bad, the, the last movie. of our It'll be like Mission Implausible. <laughs> it's just like how to break out a bunch of crazy people with beer. <laughs> Man, they had so many different weapons too in this town. They did. I was oh, like, yeah. is this for real? It was all like farming so, implements, though. Yeah. yeah, they had these sharp hooks and you know pitchforks yep. and all sorts of knives. And... and he's running through this town, and there is like, I mean, it's like a nightmare. Because uh, as he's going, there's like no people at first, and then you start hearing these little laughing and, and, and there's, there's people making whispering bird noise. and there's bird all this, noises all this and fog through the town too. And it's right? so it's creepy. Really it's kind of a labyrinth too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, kind of it's a narrow, a old, dead end kind of alley. Yeah, and right in the Eastern middle of Eastern European town. castle. It's crazy. Yeah. 
right in the middle of town is a is a, is a goat. Is a goat, <laughs> goat that is chained well. next to a well with the traditional old, old European pommel horse <laughs> handles. Yeah, in the center of town. Yeah, because you know they they always do that. I think that was probably a different years. version of like the locks. Remember of oh, right. medieval times instead of lo- <laughs> uh, uh, you know the locks. Put them in the pillory. But you could just pillory, yeah, you yeah. just have the pommel horse there, and that's what they use. Yeah. <laughs> when we needed this to be a video. Yes, yeah, right. I'd explain yeah. this. Does that make sense? Well, so he is fighting all of these. He's fighting these people, and he looked like he's starting to win. But then, yeah. literally, crazies from every single alley are coming and surrounding him. Yeah. And right. he ultimately his, makes his way back to the pommel horse. It was kind of right. like The Walking Dead, almost. It, it was, was, really. It was. Like, yeah. everywhere he turned. And, and they're creepy, like, making little noises and yeah. stuff. They're really scary. They so, did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, these people, you know, it said they were from the asylum. Right. They, not, no offense to anybody, but they looked crazy. Yeah. They looked um, like people off the street. Uh-huh. They looked uh, like not actors. And right. they were very interesting uh, aged faces and yep. just, you know. There was like nine teeth across the entire there were not, right. There weren't a lot of teeth <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the whole village. There were a lot but... of milky and missing eyes as yes, well. Yes, that's true. So, Gross. That w- I mean... It was incredible. We talk about, you know, people in Hollywood, they all tend to be beautiful people. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so it, it's interesting when you get people that are not like that Hollywood. And not Hollywood. Yeah. Like perfect Who on film. Yeah. Had some yeah. aged and some stressful lives. Yeah. Yeah. You could gone through a lot. You're definitely like, these are Eastern Bloc people. Oh, yeah. In the, <laughs> in the seen USSR. some stuff. It showed. Yeah. 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 And uh, they did a good job. And yeah. Then, so that was. That was great because we were just like, these guys look pretty scary, and it's like yeah. they probably don't have a ton of makeup. That guy's missing yeah. an eye. It looks like he's really it missing really an does, eye. Yeah, right. And, it probably uh, was. Yeah. And Kurt kicks the crap out of him yeah. on the pommel horse. Five minutes yeah. on the yes. pommel horse. Yes, and it just goes and goes and goes. And of course, they keep sending one or two people in one to, at a time. Yeah, yeah, towards him. You know, his his kind of circumference area where he's spinning around. And they people. they learned his routine, so they knew what order to come in. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so I, I feel like in the town of of the crazies, yeah. that almost makes sense that that they're they don't look like they're necessarily they're not organized, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not yeah. organized or, or particularly like clever. So yeah. I, that's the one instance where I would buy that maybe right. one person at a time. Unlike the the high bar, right? Yeah, the so they come in yeah. one at a time when all these guys are laying on the ground around them. I don't want to be misleading to the our audience here because we're laughing at these sequences. But they were very entertaining. Well, I thought I thought they were very entertaining. I enjoyed them. Uh, they delivered, and I have to say that the sound effects that they used. I mean, it wasn't like they recorded new foley. Foley no. is where they, you know, you do their own sound effects off uh, in the studio and and record it's it the again. Standard sounds. Video. It was standard stock, yeah. you know, sounds <laughs> yep. you've heard from like the 1950s cartoons, maybe in some yep. senses. Yeah. But it works so well, like it, it, they, it was fine. And well, because it, it was louder than the music and that's the dialogue. right. Yeah. So when right. he kicks, <laughs> like you know it, it's like yeah. a whip cracking. Like a, yeah. yeah, the same punching sound every time. Yeah, and that was it. Was fantastic. It was comically fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it delivers. The one problem with it, in my opinion, is at the end after he escapes from the pommel horse thing, there's still 
tons of people all around him and he starts running but then it's in slow motion and it's like a 10 minute slow motion scene yeah. i oh, mean it's, it's way too for long for no real reason so it it is very off-putting but it just goes on way too long like i think it's effective for a, a they could have done a few it for minutes, 20 seconds, and, the, yeah. and it would have been fine, but it goes on for, like, for minutes, see it for, for like sure. when the yeah, dogs show up, yeah. and the dogs chase him. Yeah. But, like, once he climbs up the wall and he's out of it's reach, like, Please it should just stop. go back to normal. It should go yeah, back to normal right. speed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so... It was... Yeah. I mean, this is not a long movie. I really feel like they were seriously trying Padding. to pad it... Yeah, pad it out. <laughs> well, I don't know whether to bring it up, but there were two just... In, like the costumes on these two people in the town of crazies that uh-huh. I thought were awesome. The one with the mask on the back. Oh gosh. Right. Yes. We got to talk about that. And then the guy God. with the white, was, with the white, like the robe. White robe. Yeah. Oh, and, then those... he, and then he turns around. The white robe chaps. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. hold on. So explain this. You want to the... explain this quick? Okay. I'll explain. Yeah. He walks into this little, like he's, he's alcove. Yeah. In a little mm-hmm. alcove. And there's some guy standing against the wall and he's just kind of standing there in the background just staring off into space and he, and he you, looks like a doll you kind of think that yeah it's a mannequin yeah. or something you know he's just standing there and he sees up in front of him it's like a priest in front of a church he's wearing this these white robes with a white hood and he's like come here come here you and he know? looks like charles manson yeah he does yeah. he really does look oh, like charles yeah. manson in in pre old-fashioned priest robes and he's like come here come here and so you can tell uh like uh what's his name jonathan is like uh trying to decide can i trust this guy is he really gonna try to help me and he's like hesitantly walking by and he walks past that mannequin guy and then all of a sudden we get a close-up of the mannequin like right when we said is that a mannequin and then we look at him and sure enough he just doesn't look quite right and then he turns around, and it turns out that it's like a mask on the back of a guy's head. And this super pale, creepy-looking like dude eyes. turns around with yeah. red eyes, turns around, and you see his face. It's really... it's It was a great moment. It yes, was it so was. effective. It was great. Yeah. And he turns around uh, and comes after him. And Jonathan is approaching the priest. And the priest is like, come on, come on. And the priest turns around to open the door. And it turns out that he's completely naked <laughs> under that rope. There's no back on it. And you just see his rear it's end. So and he's great. just standing there. Jonathan's like, oh, wait a second. I'm, this is not someone who's going to help me. I'm not going in there. Yeah. And then he turns around and has to fight the guy with the, the face on his, on his back of his head. It's, that it's great. That was so great. Yeah. That was but really good. But it was good. so out of place. It right? was. Like, it's like, what is the reasoning? This whole the town was out of crazy. place. Yeah, it was. This whole thing was, yeah. like, it was crazy. Well, this is right after he fought that guy who, with the scythe, tried to chop him in half. And then cut missed, his own arm. And then he got angry at his own oh, hand yeah. and chopped that, it off and yeah. then, like, went crawling away. Yeah. I, I really, I agree. Whoever said this is one of the greatest yeah. sequences. This is seriously, like... Uh, it's terrifying and just so uh, odd. Yeah. And I, you never know what's going to happen next. No, I feel it's, like knowing that story really that they were good. from an asylum yeah. actually helped the viewer, helped me as a viewer, yeah. kind of freak, be freaked out a little bit more. Yes. But um, if you didn't know that and you just watched this movie, you'd, you'd be kind of scratching your head a little yeah. bit. I, oh, I, so... I would say I was nervous at times. I think I may have even said it. I'd be like, you know, I don't know if that person really should 
be having that weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you trust that person with that weapon? <laughs> well, they were playing free and loose with their oh, extras. Because yeah, remember at the beginning of the the, <laughs> yes. the contest, and that extra gets completely <laughs> plowed by one of the horses? Yes. And everybody goes riding off, and you can tell one of, like, the people who's riding the horse looks down, and he's like, oh, no. are you okay, Tim? Like, the guy does not get up. Like, he got You know drilled. the director is yelling, keep going, we can only do one take. Just <laughs> yeah. keep going. Yes. Give him two beers. <laughs> So uh, we should point out real quick, just backtracking on the plot. So when the game begins, Jonathan falls down. Oh, yeah, when early. All, when they're all running, they're he falls down before they no, even leave the courtyard. Thorg kicks him. And then he Thorg, trips. Yeah, trips yeah. Then Thorg yeah. kind of like knocks him out. Or, yeah. So he's behind everybody else. So when he gets – so, but we kind of see the people die as they go right. along. And he gets to – he's looking for Gomez. I guess he's kind of friends oh, right. with Gomez. Mm-hmm. And in the city of crazies, like Gomez is – Pinned, stabbed, against, a pinned against a wall with a couple of pitchforks, uh-huh. uh, which kind of really sets the tone, right? Because the because <laughs> at first you only hear people going on, like, right? Ah. Yeah, and that's right. He hadn't like really gone into the violence yet. So yeah. I, I don't want to jump the gun on this, but I want to make sure we discuss this. Something that was the genius. What we absolutely loved was this movie wasn't meant to be. A comedy, right? Right. Like, what was so beautiful about this was it was taking itself seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which just was right in with what we are looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. This this movie's kind of got a cult following already. Yeah. I think it. What did it do? Well deserved. It 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 did like five point seven million. I could not find the budget. Yeah, but. I well, I saw this online. I'll I'll read it off if it's okay. It says after winning an internet poll, the film was released on DVD in 2007. So there's Ooh. been enough, you know, of a you know reaction to, from people over the years that they were like, we want this on video so oh, we can yeah. see it. Um, Remaster the sound is what I would have said. Yeah. So I, I'll True. tell you that I mean, it made five million. I would bet it made its money back. Maybe. I mean, what is how much, how much does beer cost? Beer cost yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in Yugoslavian, I don't even know what yeah. the currency is. So, I, I would guess that it was. I mean, they're spending like a million bucks or something on this film. This is if that, yeah, yeah. if that. It's I would say honestly, like the biggest spend was probably renting some horses, which they probably yeah. found some people. They probably just borrowed some and from those people the, in the, the ninja suits. Yeah. I think because that was the only thing that was kind that of was a cohesive. Cost everything yeah, else all was those kind of arrows and. You well, know. they they just had ten, and they were all like bright orange. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they they went to the local the, and all those dummies that fell all down on the rocks. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. True. That, this movie there must did have been at least five of those, <laughs> this, or the same one five times. This you movie pay did like twenty five not... bucks for each one of those, so that's like a hundred dollars right there. It did not like shy away from showing you like yeah. guy gets shot with an arrow and falls down. Yeah. Onto the misses rocks. the water. Misses the waterfall and <laughs> smack into the rocks. So I thought yeah. it was going to be like a splash thing into the water, yeah. but it just goes every single time. It was the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's because they had to go the, retrieve the dummy. I was going to say that. Redress right. them and drop well, them again. Some reason, there's, 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 different track yeah. there's, there's one yeah. of the flag ninjas down there. Well, that's why that's he, right. he was the guy that was down there to retrieve the dummy. I kept wondering, like, so if someone survived the fall, was he there to tell him, like, go that way? Well, I also, I also love, too, how when people get shot by an arrow, there's, like, this buck yeah. where they get hit, and there's kind of, like, a moment of surprise, like, 
Okay. By an arrow. Yeah. And then there's probably like a 10 second pause and then like, yeah. and then they fall off the rope or whatever they're there's hanging on. There's also this like normally you use bow and arrows for like long distance yeah. shooting, right? But some of these point arrow blank. shots were like point blank. Yeah. Like just a couple yeah. feet away. The very first scene Two of the movie. Yeah. yeah. His dad gets, he makes yeah. it across this rope bridge. With Zamir, yeah, like from four feet away, <laughs> like, draws the bow. And there's a moment where we're like, "Oh, but he's not going to shoot him now because he's right, so close." He's there and then he shoots him, and we're all like, <gasps> but, "Like drills him in the gut, not in the yeah. chest." Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, that was so great. Oh man. Uh, well, then there were just weird <sighs> things like so. Zamir has it in for Jonathan because Jonathan and the princess are like locking eyes and yeah, yeah are speaking the international, international language, of, language love. of love. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, Ricky. Shout out to Better <laughs> Off Dead. But, so he's got it out for him. And even so far that he goes and does, oh, there's a lot of ridiculous, like, solo routines. Mm-hmm. So, like, his the Eastern trainer, when he's getting oh, trained, yeah. he takes, oh. he blindfolds himself and has these clearly fake, like, sickle, sickle tomahawk tom- things. The tomas is what they're called. And, uh, it's a, like a sickle on the end of a stick. Yeah, yeah. and so he starts doing, like, these, nunch- these nunchuck moves. With well, he it. said he's blindfolded. He blindfolded yeah. himself, yeah. yeah, and and we just kept thinking he was going to castrate himself, yeah, <laughs> and because he kept going on in between his legs. legs with, uh, he's trying to do the Bruce Lee nunchuck thing, yes. right? Yes. That it, well, he did his version, and he, yeah. he survived. I mean, it's yeah. a, and and it's it was an ancient it was, cultural it was, tradition for circumcision. Yeah, was, that's it's a circumcision. <laughs> Cut that out if you want, but that's I was it's called the circumcata. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to oh, man. the dinner before the contest, and Zamir does the same thing with some size. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was not actually that impressive. He just kept kind of like flipping spinning them, back, them around, yeah, spinning yeah, around, up and then and he down, up and down. throws them, and they penetrate the wall next to Jonathan. And yeah, goes over and okay. <clears throat> Speaking of that, I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities. They trained him on weapons. They yep. trained him on all these other things. They made a whole point about that blade that shoots. You know, it's basically like a switchblade, but it shoots the blade out. It's a and they said it can knife. kill a guy yeah. within 20 feet, right? It's almost like there's, your box cutter, but you can shoot the right. razor blade out So of it. there's all these yeah. things that he's trained on. And there's always talking about, like, oh here's how to use this knife. Here's, he never once picks up a weapon. Dude, I will tell you. I bet. <laughs> this is funny, but I bet that. Because those are real things. Those knives. Absolutely, you know, yeah. But they're illegal in the United States. I've seen States. them on Wish.com. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're illegal in the United States. Not a sponsor. I bet somebody was like in Yugoslavia. They're like, dude, check these out. They have these and they're legal. Let's put it in the movie. <laughs> I felt like there was a lot of, man, this is this could be kind of a James Bond version yep. movie. Especially in the first 15 minutes when... Were introduced to the princess. She was coming on to him, just giving eyes and not talking at all, like oh man, some kind of Bond girl. And then that moment where the, he shows where that it shoots the knives. I'm like, oh well, this is the Q moment. That's where right. He's getting his his uh, special equipment, yeah. a special equipment that's going to save yeah. the day. But yeah, that, that special it, hatchet and the special. Knife. It never. Yeah, what was I? That was another thing. Yeah, but um, it was just you know it was yeah. it ended up not being. Like James Bond, it was just right. more of like a, I don't know, Hunger Games. It had everything thing, it needed, but... though. It had the Star Wars satellite program. <laughs> That's right. It had utility things that shot deadly 
weapons. Even though no one ever used them. Even though nobody ever uses them. Yeah. It had a Bond girl who mm-hmm. ends up in like a Lycra cat suit. That's true. right. True. And Patrick Stewart. That's right. <laughs> Patrick Stewart slash... So uh, the, the, the king, so the princess's father... <laughs> Really, he's, he's the really, con. He's really. the con. Yeah, I didn't get him on. I didn't I'm put him sorry. on there. Which so, is anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. He he looks like Patrick. He's got Patrick Stewart's eyes. Yeah, but he definitely's got Mel Brooks. He looks like Mel Brooks's brother. Yes, but he, he also spoke totally. like Mel Brooks. Yep. Yeah, he he yeah, and he's. He was hilarious. He was. And I just loved he him. He acted like Mel Brooks. Like his kind of energy as he yeah. comes out, you yeah. kind of expect to hear him. Start and, throwing Mel Brooks, and it was lines. so uncanny that it was very. It kind of was distracting, yeah. but in a good way. Like, well, you're like so, okay. So he was played by by Bert by Buck Cartalian or Catalian. Oh, he stole every he, scene he was in. Yeah. Well, and who he was a professional wrestler. Oh, was he? What? <laughs> but he was like five two, maybe. Oh man. Well, and I love, I love, I love the the genealogy of that. Royal line because yes, right. He has a Filipino daughter, Filipino daughter of Indonesian descent who looks absolutely (laughs) nothing like him. Speaks in a completely different accent. accent. (laughs) So, oh, do you think it's no? Uh, I'm so confused why she didn't speak more. Because she spoke fine. I know that. That's the thing. Is like the. We were, as we talked about before, we were kind of like, well, maybe she doesn't speak English. And then 16 minutes in, she says a sentence in perfect English. And then she doesn't talk again till almost the end of the movie where she has, you know, eight lines and like explains this whole thing. It's so important. You do this. And she speaks. I mean, she has a a Filipino accent, but very clear English. And it's like, wait, why is she not? And she had great delivery too. It's like yeah. she could have talked a lot more. I really thought that she was phonetically like learning her lines and just. You think that's what was happening? Didn't, well, initially, like yeah. halfway through, I, I, I thought that might be I the thought case. She's 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 remembered her lines. She had wrote spoke a sentence at a time. They would cut away from her. She doesn't even know they what it means back, really. And then she would do her next line. Yeah, she delivered it well with her eyes and her, her acting. Like, her with expression. Conviction. Yeah, she was great. But. You're right. As it went along, she spoke more and more, and I thought, well, maybe she's maybe she just knows how to speak English, and I don't know why they didn't give her more lines or what I, to do. She was she was great. Yeah, I mean, she's very likable. Very, she did a good job acting for you know what the part was, and I, I'm not sure. And the the only and reason that we bring this up is because it is strange because there are so many opportunities for her to talk and instead of talking she just makes a face or shrugs her shoulders yeah, she's in all these scenes full of dialogue right where she's doing and nothing. never talks and but she yeah. emotes through the whole thing and it's like a, what? a well, scene so we, where there's only two people in the room right right the the lead guy and her right and he's i mean talking, love scenes like and, seriously yeah, yeah they fall it, in love without ever talking she, wouldn't you fall in love with that backflip with a twist? <laughs> so you I feel me. like Ursula stole her voice. Yeah, that's right. And she got it back in the salt mine. <laughs> Snor- that's it. She snorted a little salt. What? <laughs> Once he kissed her, she they got her voice back. first kiss of true love. <laughs> well, so I feel like we could probably keep going on and on. And oh, on. man. Um, but uh, just a couple of other things 
um, so when I when I put together the cheat sheets, we usually want to talk about like who did the music, mm-hmm. who was the cinematographer. So most of the people, uh, uh, Alfie Kabil Kabilho Kabiljo, I don't know how to say it. He his credits are a bunch of Yugoslavian oh. TVs and movie TV and movies. The music I thought was fine. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't it distracting. Was, it wasn't. It was it's probably Cabillo. Maybe. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, Godfrey Godar was the cinematographer. Um, he didn't have a ton of cinematographer credits. He did an episode of Magical World Disney in the 70s. Hmm. Um, one funny, well, not funny, but one fun fact about him is he was one of the camera operators on Supergirl. Mm. Nice. We've seen that. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, Good movie. <laughs> lots of coconut milk. He didn't light people's <laughs> eyes, did he? <laughs> he uh, didn't say okay. <laughs> he was Faye Dunaway's personal <laughs> camera operator um, uh, award nominations he did get one Razzie nomination for Kurt Thomas for worst new star mm-hmm. but he did not win um, I will say I will say considering he is a gymnast Olympian right I thought he did fine for the pedigree that he was entering this movie with. That's he true. He clearly was not an actor. Mm-hmm. I think in many scenes he was fine. Mm-hmm. He was totally fine. Especially compared to other movies that we've seen with actual actors. Right. He, I would say in many cases, was above people who are quote unquote actors. Yeah. I mean, he was better than Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think he was terrible. But, you know what's so funny about this is that this movie doesn't have bad acting in it, really. From no, it doesn't anybody. really. Nothing that, that really stands out at you. It's just they I would say did, just below okay. They yeah. all did fine without, um, you know, being oh this person's can't deliver a no, line. Right. Nobody stood out as atrocious right. compared yeah. to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. and I like, think was, that was probably the thing. It, it was, was just, a balanced cast. Let's it, yeah. Yes, yes. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say that the the main problem with this movie is just the ridiculous premise. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yes. So I, I mean, like I said, we could talk for forever. So, but we probably should wrap it up soon. Uh, before we go to the vote, does anybody have anything else that they want to mention? I will keep mine for my review. Okay. <laughs> All right. So who wants to start us off? On? I'll start. Uh, this is absolutely an exceptionally bad movie. It is so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It is just fun after fun after fun. Uh, the bad stuff is just so, so bad. I mean, and I think we even, we were talking about it. It really has Troll 2 vibes, like, through the movie. Um, it's... It's great. I mean, that's all I got to say is it's absolutely worth watching, and I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, the last few movies have been tough for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't been super excited. But, oh, my gosh, I love this movie so much. Yeah. This is my movie of the year. Right? Like, I think this is my favorite movie that we have watched yet. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. The premise was stupid. The action is way over the top and absurd. Everybody is actually trying very hard to make a real movie, which just (laughs) makes it so much better. I love it so much. It is absolutely exceptionally bad, and I will watch this again. Do you think it'll uh, come into the BMAs? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's... going to sweep the VMAs. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. I mean, I don't know how it's going to keep up with 1941, but 
Brandt is glowing right now. Just, I've never seen him glow so much. He's so happy. I, no, listen. Just I was beaming. laughing. I was cheering. Yeah. Like I was legitimately excited for like things to happen in the movie, yeah. and I was legitimately surprised. Yeah. And like in the best ways too. Yep. All that joy that 1941 stole from him is now it's back. returned. <laughs> it's back. It's been it's been restored. It's, it's wonderful oh, to man. see. Uh, there's a lot of little snippets and, and jokes in this movie that we didn't even touch on that are, um, fun. I mean, well, I, I could just think of one where they're stepping off the boat to get to, and there's these two Russian guys in trench coats and there's no one else on the boat. And you're like, well, they must be the ones, you know, tailing them or keeping an eye on them and mm -hmm. nothing ever comes of it, but it's just funny to watch things like that, that are in this movie. Uh, and you can talk about it and laugh as you go and watch it. So um, there's even more stuff than what we've touched on, but um, is this movie bad or exceptionally bad? This is an exceptionally bad movie. It was fun to watch. I'd watch it again. There weren't any slow parts, really, um, except for the part where it was really slowed down, like literally slowed <laughs> down uh, for like three minutes, but um, it still kind of was interesting. The whole time so uh yeah i recommend it danny any thoughts well i totally think it's an exceptionally bad movie it's one of those that i can't wait to show someone mm -hmm. and it'll be like the okay guys just wait wait for this like i want you to watch this you know those yeah. kind of movies yeah, where you like want right. really bad for them to like so you're anticipating the the joke coming up it's totally like one of those yeah for me nice. so uh i also thought this was exceptionally bad and I think this movie, The Town of Crazies, may have unhorsed Mac and me for the best unintentional horror. <laughs> I think it was intentional. I, though. Yeah, yeah. It was I was, was going to say, uh, this might man. be a good Halloween movie, honestly, to oh, watch. I, I uh, Yeah, you wouldn't think Jim Cotta, oh, Halloween. Uh, no, this is a good Halloween yeah. Yeah. movie. I mean, you could just take that, that 20 minutes of the film or however long it is yeah. Yeah. and oh. just watch that. Do a little short. So, well, it's yeah. funny because I think that the... The people involved with Mac and Me did have some horror background, right? Uh, I don't remember. If, it's been a long time since we talked about that movie, but like, but this is like a kung fu movie director yeah. and kung fu movie people, and I don't know. I loved that sequence because you had no idea what was going to come next. Yeah. It was kind of like a spook alley. Oh yeah, it kind was of really. Uh... Um, except and with the exception of that really really long slow mo scene, mm -hmm. like it was it was fantastic. All right. Okay, so um, where can people find us if they want to look us up? Uh, I know we're in a couple of spots. You can well, find us on exceptionallybad.com. Or you can send us an email at theguys at exceptionallybad.com. Uh, or we're on Instagram at exceptionallybad. Also Twitter, exceptionallybad. But forget, or drop the first E. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's our episode yeah, that's for awesome. this week. Jim Cotta. Oh, yeah, Jim Cotta. Yeah. Don't you yeah, have good, a thing at the good, very end? Good job. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> as, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs> Brodies are coming in hot. <laughs> Palmer horses for life! <laughs> Mike Myers, baby. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
was terrible. Can we fix that in post?